They tell me you're a man with true grit. What do you want, girl? Speak up at supper time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to drop the hammer on the 2022 racing season. And we are live here in the Roberts Motorsports Shop here. You're live on True Grit, the TV show that's got all the great facts and figures and drivers and everything about motorsports live out here at the Roberts uh, Shop. I am your host, Shane Davis, former IMCA Modified National Champion, and my sidekick, Pat Moore. Great to be back, Shane. Episode one of season two. Couldn't be happier to be here. Yeah, we had a lot. Uh, had a good run last year, but you know, I have never been so excited about racing and excited about you know the the prospect of what we've got happening locally here with special events and meeting with people like tonight, Kenny and Garrett. That's right. Yeah. Great to have you guys both. Um, you know what, it, it's especially coming out of COVID and, and having a limited amount of racing, and it seems like it's gotten more and more and more racing here locally uh, year over year, and I couldn't be more excited about the 22 season. Uh, I can't wait to get it kicked off. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go over some of the special events we got coming up at Davenport Speedway. Uh, coming up uh, this Friday night, we've got an enduro over there at Davenport. It'll be open house. We will run, uh, open the gates uh, five o'clock. They can come in and test and tune till seven o'clock. Now at seven o'clock, if you haven't seen one of those Enduros, they'll bring all the cars out on the racetrack. I mean, there's really no rhyme or reason or starting order. And when all the cars are on the track, they throw the green and it's two hours or 200 laps. And that's right. And they put on a show. You know what, I tell you what, we announced that last year and yeah. it was a blast. It was. It was a blast. It was a really entertaining show. It was actually a pretty good race too. It was. Um, and those four cylinders, man, they fly around there. They do. And they don't always make it. Yeah. They don't always make it. A couple of them burn up, but yeah. I tell you what, that makes it for a pretty interesting <laughs> show. And actually the racing, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think after two hours of racing, they'd be that close, but it was actually a really good show. It was a yeah. lot of fun. Can't wait for it. A lot of fun. Then uh, when the show's over at uh, 9 o'clock, then we'll have open house again, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, you can get out there, run some final laps on your car and get it all tuned up. Uh, when I look at the schedule here, coming up uh, April 14th, we've got an MLRA race, Lucas Oil, uh, that'll be out of Thursday uh, in the month of May. Now we're talking about not the weekly shows, we're talking about special events. Uh, May 27th, we've got a Friday SLMR race, May 28th. We'll be at Jackson County Speedway, Maquoketa Speedway in Maquoketa, Iowa. That's right. And we'll be running a uh, MLRA race there. June 16th, we've got the Summer Nationals. They're going to roll through town. June 24th, Pat, the Sprint Invaders. That's right. Now, I know you got a couple of cars down there. you got a brand new one. I sure Is there do. a chance? There's a pretty good chance. All right. There's a pretty a good chance. chance. Okay. Yep. That's all I want. Uh, coming up July 6th, Davenport Speedway. It's going to be on a Wednesday night. Lucas Soil rolling into town, Garrett Albertson, Kenny, uh, we're going to be pulling for you guys to pick off that uh, big win there at the hometown that's track. Right. That's right. And uh, they get let's to come see. play in your yard. That's right. <laughs> that's right. July 26, Mars Racing uh, rolling into town. Uh, you know, unfortunately, two weeks ago we got rained out. Garrett was a defending champion in that race, and he's got that. You know, my son-in-law is into wrestling. And that wrestling belt is so cool. It is very cool. Yeah, it, it is. is very cool. My God. Any kind of cool, unique trophy like that is pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, what do we got coming up Saturday, August 13th? We're going to be back at uh, Maquoketa 
and that'll be uh, K Promotions. We're gonna run another Lucas Oil MLRA race. And then coming up in August, uh, we had a ball last year. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, World of Outlaws rolling to town. That's gonna be August 25th, 26th, and 27th. And man, what a show. You know, how could you have, I mean, look at that list of, that's just special races. Yeah. That's not, that's not including the weekly races. How about that? I mean, we really, we're really fortunate to live in such a hotbed of, of racing activity within a 30 mile, 40, 50 mile radius here in the Quad Cities. Like, you know, that's really amazing. Um, there's a lot of people that, that to thank about it, but uh, for, for it, but you know what, that's amazing that we have that much cool racing here in town. You know, one of the best things that happened to racing here locally is we got the guys took over promoting about three years ago. Yes, they did. Uh, you know, he's got the equipment. He's got the, uh, you know, the water trucks, the tractors. Uh, Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds does a wonderful job of keeping the, uh, you know, the facility well manicured, keeping all the buildings, you know, upscale. Yeah. And uh, bathrooms, it's like walking into a five-star hotel bathroom, ceramic walls, and uh, just really a first-class facility. And not only that, but also the racing surface. You can tell he's got that farmer background because the racing surface that, that they race on, not only in the specials, but also on the weekly program, is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, bygone are the days where it's a dust bowl or, or rubber down. I mean, they have good, solid racetracks week after week. And when they're not, you know, they're out there fixing it and making it right. Yeah. And then we're going to have uh, West Liberty Raceway. Uh, they're going to be running yeah. a weekly show out there again. They've got about nine or ten shows scheduled for Saturday nights up there. So that will be a good time going up there and running on the historic half mile. And, you know, there's something I like about West Liberty. I mean, Kenny and I grew up in this area. We've run all the <laughs> local tracks, and that's one of our blessings uh, we've got here in the Quad City area in Iowa. During the peak of racing season in Iowa, you could literally run seven days a week yeah. and never leave the great state of Iowa. So that's right. Is that heaven? I think so. I think so, I yeah. Think so. All right, so we want to introduce our guest tonight, and I'm so excited to have uh, Kenny Roberts with us tonight. Kenny, we go back a long way. We sure do. Yeah, and uh, you're a wonderful driver who's just a joy to watch, Garrett Albertson. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Kenny, uh, when we kick this thing off, let's kind of roll the clock back, fill the fans in that may not know. Uh, you know, your dad, Herschel Roberts, a wonderful man. Uh, you know, he had a great heart, and he was, you know, the kind of guy that helped anybody out. I remember when I met your mother, Betty, and your dad, uh, we were both going to Moline Gospel Temple. That's right. Down there in Moline. Yep. And, you know, your dad had said to me one time, hey, if there's anything I can help you out with, Shane, let me know. And he meant it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he helped a lot of people over the years. He sure has. Yeah. He started in 1967 uh, was when he got his first race car. <clears throat> and... Um, the car he bought was uh, a 57 Chevy Blair from Benny Hofer. <laughs> and uh, wow. in fact, the number is number 66. My mom put that number on every week with shoe polish. That's uh, amazing. That number went on. Love that story. Yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. car. Yeah. And you Benny Hofer fans out there, I remember the guy had a black and white 57. He was one of the dominant drivers, you know, in the Quad Cities back in the day. Uh, Terry Matley has now built a vintage car, and it's a duplicate of that number 50. Uh, Benny Hofer car, but I remember it had Happy Corner on the roof. That was kind of a tavern slash restaurant in Rock Island. And boy, after the races are over, everybody would sit down at the Happy Corner for a slice of pizza and, uh, you know, uh, a night ice cold one. Yeah. Even let us kids in there. But Very that cool. was a wonderful car. But <laughs> now the one that uh, really, uh, you know, brings back a lot of great memories to me, Ken, is we're looking at this Melon Pants Auto Sales. 
Uh, you had a red number 58 and a 59. And so when we look at that, what year would this have been again? Oh boy, um, I'm thinking probably late 60s, 69, 70. Okay. Was probably when it started. And in fact, my dad started in figure eights at East Moline. And, Figure eight came. Um, the kind of uh, funny story is uh, the first feature win he ever got, he was leading on the last lap and he got hit in the intersection, got spun around, and my dad threw it in reverse, came across the checkered flag and won that race. No way. Yeah. No way. I love that. Yeah. You know, if yeah, I saw that in the movie, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah, I'd be like, was, oh, come on, yeah. man. First that doesn't ever. happen in real life. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. A lot of good memories. I mean, he started figure eight and he also did the novice for quite a few years. and. And then um, moved up to late model and drove open wheel for a number of years for Gene and Sandy Purvis and and uh, and then back to late models and his, his true love was late models and that, that's where where we wanted to be. Where it was all at? Very cool. So the number fifty eight was born back in uh, you know about nineteen seventy. Yeah. And you also had that team car Jim Terry. Yes. Owned those cars. He uh, had the number fifty nine, and Webb Duncan drove that car. He sure did. Now I remember old Webb Duncan on that fifty nine. He had a spider web next to his yeah. name. And as a little kid, I'm looking at that, and I thought, okay, I like the 58, and I like the 59, they're cool. And it's kind of interesting how that carried forward. I mean, today, I don't want to roll the clock forward too fast, but today you're honoring your dad and your mother and the Roberts Motorsports with this number 58 sitting right behind us. Very much so, yeah. This is all in, uh, in the honor of my dad. It's just his passion for racing, and, and that was the time for – he and I just bonded over racing as long as I could remember. And you know, he's involved with it, driving in some capacity for 43 years, you yeah. know, and that's, I don't know, just the memories that we had and, and uh, I love it. And I just want to carry on uh, his name and uh, hopefully honor who he is. And, and uh, we're enjoying it today. We're, we're having a good time today. And I think he'd be pretty proud. I bet he would be. You know, we're going to roll the clock back to about 1982. It was a dirt track classic at uh, the Rock Island County Fairgrounds. Bobby Tolan was a promoter up there then. It was East Moline Speedway. And they had a two-day show every year at the end of the season. And I remember that uh, year, the Flying Farmer, the number 36. Oh, yeah. Roger Long picked off the win. We won the open wheel uh, modified portion. In fact, it was uh, the sportsman portion of the show I was driving in that year. And we had a band on night number one. They give away pulled pork, roast a pig, and Ken, what was the name of that band? Night Breeze. Right. Yep. And who was the guy that was in that band? <laughs> yeah, I was he in a band. He kind of looked like you. Yeah, can you, I don't know, you remember me with long hair? And yeah. I think I had one earring. Uh, no, but but I did. I played, my wife and I played in a band for uh, 13 years, and actually Very we did cool. a lot of banquets and, and racing shows. And, and uh, at, at East Moline, we did um, some of the rodeos and led up at the fair. And, Very cool. And, uh, yeah, it was. It was some good times back then, and, and a lot of a lot of fun with the racing people. And uh, but but I don't know. A lot a lot of things happened in those 13 years. Like it's time to move on, and now we're now we're racing full time. <laughs> you know, Very let's cool. uh, move forward a little bit now. Your dad was diagnosed with cancer, and that would have been about 2006. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 2006. Um, we decided we want to start racing a little more, and I'll be darned. He uh, he got uh, diagnosed with colon cancer, and um, and and I'll never forget because as my dad, my mom, and I, we were all um, went to the doctor's office, and uh, they came in. The doctor said, "Urshel, uh, you, you you probably need to get your family together because you're you're not going to see Christmas this year." And that was Holy in 2006, God. and um, so that struck us pretty hard, and. 
And, um, but my dad, was, he's always a, a very positive person. And, and actually, I think racing, he, he was just so focused on racing and enjoyed it so much. I really think it got him through a lot. And uh, I'll be darned, he survived through 2011, May, May 3rd, 2011. But, but I, I think kind of a, a, a funny story, a little bit of a funny story about that is um, my dad, my mom, and I uh, went up to Village Inn. We were sitting there for breakfast, and my, my dad handed me a napkin, and, and he had a napkin, and he handed me a pen, and he said, I want you to write down five drivers' names. And I said, for what? And he says, I don't think I'm going to be, this was in 2009, okay. I would say, about 2009. He All says, right. I don't think I'm going to be able to race as much as I want to be going to the races. And I said, what are you saying? He said, I think we may have to think about putting a driver in the car. Oh, boy. I said, dad, man, it's like, you're the driver I want in the car. You know, it's yeah. like, let's just race when you can and not worry about it. And he said, no, I want to, I want to, Knoxville was a big, big deal for him, Knoxville, sure. Iowa. He wanted to go there, but he knew he, he wasn't going to be able to race that big half mile. And um, so anyhow, he says, you write down five names. He said, I'm going to write down five names and, and, and we'll talk about it. And I'll be damned. Um, so I did, and he did, and we had the exact same five names. No way. Now, we had them in different order, except for the first one. And Very the first cool. name on both of ours was Ray Gus Jr. Ray Very Gus cool. Jr. Yeah. So um, my dad, uh, my dad, the next week, talked to Ray and said, look, I know you're with another team, but if it ever develops or evolves to where you could drive this car, I said, we'd love to get you in there. And I'll be darned, it was at about halfway, three-quarters through 2009, he stopped over and said, I think I'm ready. We went on and started winning, and after that, we won three national titles, which was the wow. first time ever done at that time. Three in a row. Three in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And back then, it was with the largest car count ever in IMCA, even right. still to date. So the competition. I mean, when the, when the shows, we had 60 car shows, yep. 65 car shows. Johnny Johnson was a big, uh, you know, big booster of all of that. Yes. He had J&J stealing, was yeah. putting a lot of money in. Uh, you know, the racing series. Uh, Ray Gus Jr., man, you know, the guy, it, it was kind of a uh, historic number 12 that, you know, his dad mm -hmm. ran all those years. Uh, and then Ray was in it. Ray was a River City hustler. Mm -hmm. He drove the 75 car for a while for the Neltners. But uh, was there any conflict when it come down to, are we going to run 58 or 12? Well, my, it, it, actually, there's a story about that. So my dad, he, my dad was very honest, very upfront, and uh, he sat down with Ray and says, you know, I, let's go ahead and run the, the number 12 on the car. And, and Ray says, uh, absolutely not. He says, it's an honor for me to be in that 58. He yeah. said, I want it to stay very as a cool. 58. That's awesome. And uh, Ray, Ray is such a stand-up guy and, and just a tremendous talent. And, and the chemistry of that team and, and, and the, the guys on the crew with Gene and, and so forth, it was incredible. And we, we won, I, I want to say we won at like 22 different racetracks. And I mean, we were just crazy. It was crazy. It was, it was crazy. and they kept changing the rules. We call them the Ray Gus Jr. <laughs> rules. And all that did was motivate us to want to go race more nice. and race harder. And we still won, yeah. you know. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, some good memories. And funny thing was, Kenny, when I looked at that, and uh, I could see from the outside. You know, your dad's brothers, uh, the team members that have been with you for a while, they just grew closer and closer. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that was almost, you know, you were an unbeatable force. It was. And Ronnie Stuckey was a, was a huge part of all this. <clears throat> so when my dad and I teamed up in 2006, we got a, a new rocket from Ronnie Stuckey. And I'll be darned, my dad was starting to have to take chemo. Um, and, uh, but he loved racing Davenport. And Davenport was a type of track that it was hard to win 
first off, and to win more than once was a rarity. And I'll be darned, we went over there, we won back-to-back -back features. But talking about my dad's brothers, my dad's brothers had to lift my dad out of the car, and my dad in, in the victory lane was up leaning against, and my brothers was holding him wow. up, and he was holding the checker flag. It was probably one of the most proud moments. My mom was in victory lane, but my dad won back-to-back -back over at Davenport That's Speedway. That's amazing. It, it, was, it was just a great, great moment at the time. That is uh, amazing. You know, in your family, too, and then, Pat, <laughs> you can go after this. Uh, you know, I remember, like, up at uh, the Rock Island County Fairgrounds, your mom, your sister, mm -hmm. the whole family, I mean, they had their seats. Yeah, yeah and I mean, you knew where they were going to be every week, and, you know, your mom was such a mild-mannered, quiet woman until that 58 rolled down the racetrack. <laughs> and then, boy, she came to life. But uh, a lot of great years uh, racing with your dad. You know, I talked about in 2011, you know, I promoted uh, the Rock Island County Fairgrounds, East Moline Speedway. And it would have been in April. Your dad come in. Now, we're talking about... You know, he's moving toward that time when the good Lord's going to call him home. And, but he came to the track office, and we're trying to get everything. You know, we painted the grandstands, put in new lighting. We had a bunch of uh, upgrades that year, but I remember your dad coming in. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, man, Herschel, you know, I'm praying for you, and I just hope you keep chugging away. Because, I mean, you know, initially they were talking about six months he was going to live, and he made it. Five years. Five That's years. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, he came in and he just said, hey, Shane, you know, what can I do for you? How can I help you out here at the track? And, and I was just kind of blown away by that. I thought, here's a man that, you know, he was a believer in Christ. He knew he was going to be walking with Christ in heaven in the near future. And yet your dad, being your dad, uh, still wanted to help people. Yeah. He did. And so I was very honored uh, that when uh, the good Lord called your dad home, that what we did at the Rock Island County Fairgrounds, mm -hmm. you had the hearse come up there, the whole family's in it, we got your dad loaded in the back, and you know, it's gonna bring tears to my eyes. Yeah. Uh, you know, he made that final lap up there at East Moline Speedway, and I thought, you know, he was the king of figure eight. He won so many races up there with such a dominant force. It was such a fitting thing, and I remember all the, you know, track officials and Speedway Fire and Rescue, all in uniform Absolutely. on the front stretch, giving them that uh, salute. And that was that. Yeah, special time. So when that happened, uh, you know, I'm thinking, man, uh, where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. and, and what was going through your mind, Ken? Well, I knew I was going to continue. I just, I just kept wanting to honor who he was. I mean, he, he, he left such a legacy and, and such an impression on so many people widespread. I mean, the stories at his funeral, like, like just one quick one. Um, a guy from Tennessee came through the line. I never met him. We shook hands and talked. And I was a little, little set back that, you know, he came all the way from Tennessee to, to respect my dad and stuff. And my dad was the president of John Deere when he was working there. And it was, it was like five, 6,000 people at the time. They were uh, going on strike. But this guy had three children. And it was in uh, December. My dad was at United Township. Place was packed. But anyhow, he got talking to him, and, and um, the guy was really concerned about what he was going to do about Christmas. My dad reached in his pocket and gave him three hundred dollars. He ah, said, "You geez. go buy those kids uh, something, something." And my dad wouldn't take wow. the money back. Well, that guy came to my dad's funeral and told us that story. I mean, wow. I got goosebumps now. But, but that was kind of that's that's my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was my gosh. So many great stories. So Pat. 
One of the things that I'm always curious about, one of the, one of the consistencies that we always try to ask our guests in, this, in, in our show is, where do you come up with the number? And so obviously Roberts Motorsports and the 58 and the 59 are, are known. I, I remember growing up watching the 58 and the 59 run. And, and I honestly didn't realize that, that when he started racing, he ran a different number. Where did the 58 come from? I, I think when with the figure eight back then, they had so many cars. I honestly think it had more to do with what's, what number don't you see a, you know, running around? And, yeah. and he just kind of picked that next number. And then Jim Terry had both cars. And then my dad actually drove that 59 on Sundays. And there was right. times he would win figure eight on Saturday and turn around and run Webb Duncan's car on Sunday <laughs> and win that too. And um, he was just became kind of associated with it through the years. And you see that tradition. Well, obviously you can see the car behind mm -hmm. us and that, that's one of the things that's so iconic to see that 58, the Roberts Motorsports and the 58, you know, we're glad to see you guys still carrying on that tradition. I think your dad would be proud of you. Yeah, it means a lot to, to me because for really start with Ray, Ray, because my dad would have changed this, the number to 12 in a heartbeat. He wanted to do the right thing. My, my dad was always about trying to do the right thing. And uh, Ray said, no, it's an honor for me to be in that 58. And then when I brought on Jeremiah Hurst, you know, he said, it's just an honor to be in that 58. And then when I talked to Garrett over, over the winter, I says, you know, we're thinking about going back to 58 and his exact words, it'd be an honor to be in that 58. Nice. There couldn't be any better words and all three drivers have said that, you know, and that just means the most to Beth and I that, that that's the kind of people we want to be around and, and to keep this, this going for my dad. Yeah, that's awesome. Garrett, we gotta talk to you a little bit now. Okay, we're kind of moving into the uh, modern era. By the way, kind of an interesting fact here with race shops at now, the old Quad City Speedway, which is now Interstate 74, That's right. was right back here. There's a uh, tavern right here on Route 6, and that used to be the old track office, wow. and they expanded it from that, but behind it, Tell me some of the drivers you used to run out there, Pat. Oh, you know, especially in the in the early 60s, mid 60s, it was one of the premier short tracks. And keep in mind, back in the day, a lot of the tracks, or most of the tracks actually, were half miles. So this was a purpose-built, not a fairgrounds, a quarter mile. It was a state-of-the-art facility. They had grandstands on both the front side and the back side of it. They had uh, USAC Midget Racing, so A.J. Foyt, Parnelli Jones. They had the, the traveling series. It was standing room only. Some marquee names came and ran there and put on absolutely first-class shows. It probably would still be in existence today had it not been for Interstate 74 coming through. Wow. And actually, if you go in that little tavern, right in the front door, there's a tavern, and they have a liquor store, and they actually have a picture of it on the wall right inside the door. It's very, very amazing. Cool. That's awesome. So kind of cool piece of history there. So Garrett, let's talk about, uh, you know, we roll into this season. You've got brand new Black Diamonds. Uh, you got Clements uh, Power uh, Plants in them babies. And you had DeVado. What, what was the whole, uh, you know, thought process behind you wanting to go down there and run? Well, it's kind of the, um, <coughs> the Wild West shootout in general has kind of been, it was kind of like the genesis, I guess, of late model racing for, for me and my family. Uh, we never really ran late models all that much, or really it wasn't much late model racing in Las Cruces growing up. Like they would come in, I don't know, once a month or every couple months, just be like a special event. Um, and so the first time I ever got to drive a late model period was in 2010, I believe, in uh, Tucson, Arizona for Dave Dietz. We Very threw cool. together his old late model that he had sitting in the weeds from like the 90s. And uh, we show up to Tucson, I think, like, 
Dave Dietz tells me this is just going to be you know, some late model race. I think it's going to be some <laughs> Arizona late model race. We show up there, Billy Moyers there, Jimmy Mars, <laughs> Shannon, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Hey, kid, let's go. go let's go race a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah, 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 do that. And yeah we, we were clueless and, and got beat really bad. And um, But that's where it all started, you know. And so to be able to just – we've always – you know, I've always had a, a presence in the race since then, and it's just been a real special event for me. Very now, Vado, cool. you were fast all the time you were down there, and uh, kind of walk us through that whole week leading up to the big show, and you know how the car was running, how you felt in the car, and the finishes you had uh, leading up to that win. Well, it was. Um you know, last year was a real promising year. Um, you know, we had, I mean, it was my best year in a race car uh, period, I think. You know, we just had a lot of good, a lot of strong finishes, a few wins. Um, probably more than anything that stood out to me on on our performance was just the consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I've had a lot of, you know, maybe heat race wins or, you know, good qualifying efforts here and there. But um, typically speaking, like, I think just experience-wise and, like, mentality-wise, I, I would back up sometimes in features if I did start up front or, you know, like, the, the features, were, you know, where the where the money's won and where right. it all happens, like, that's that's the important part, and these guys are all so good at it. And it seemed like we really started to show a little bit of, um, you know, potential in the features last year, consistency-wise, and so that was important. And then so a little bit of a confidence booster, and I don't know, anytime you go, I've always had more – trouble like mentally speaking going race in front of like a home crowd then then it, like it, we'd go to Eldora and it wouldn't bother me as much as going <laughs> to race a local race in front of you know home crowd I don't know it's just something about you know especially when you've raced for a while and I think people probably like you know maybe they don't even think about that stuff but like but I think they think about that stuff like this guy's been racing on the road you know he should run good or whatever but I don't know it it was a uh, I try not to put a lot of pressure on, but it is, you know, some pressure to, to go and show out in front of your hometown. Well, I can imagine. And, and I tell you what, especially in the Avado show, man, you, you stepped up. I think, I think if you looked at all of the nights and the level of competition that was there, you guys were consistently the fastest car, one of the fastest cars each and every single night. So there might have been different guys that, ha that had good nights and off nights, but that 58 car was there each and every single night. So I was glad to see you finally bring that win home. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a it was a really special night. You know, like we were talking about earlier, there's you just you couldn't even make stuff up like that. You know, like the way that the the race played out. You know, we weren't really gonna win the race, and and then the, the leaders ended up crashing together. And and what's um, going through your mind on the white flag? I mean, you know, as racers, mm -hmm. the race ain't over till the checkered flag flies. But what are you thinking, Garrett? I mean, the night before, <laughs> I thought you had the win. Yeah. And the car was the fastest car on the racetrack, and then. You ended up third that night. Yeah, we ended up third. Yeah, I'd, the car got tight, and I, I just, I just probably didn't, um, I don't know, just didn't make the right moves and and kind of let it slip away from me. Really, you know, really just yeah. on me mostly. You know, so you had to feel good about it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, but car the, was great. The car was great, but but the tough thing is, like, I've had a lot of nights like that in yeah. my career. You know, what I mean, where your your car is really good, and then then I don't get the job done. And it's like, man, am I ever gonna <laughs> <laughs> figure this thing out? Or you know, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, that's the only thing you can do is fight till the end. Um, the I remember uh, I run second for a little while in that feature. You know, I actually passed I think Earl for second, mm -hmm. and then got to second behind Mikey there. And um, 
was closing on him for a couple laps and then uh, kind of planed off and then all of a sudden this little Bobby comes in there and and passes me like right in the bottom and then gets up to the top and then he's just hauling the nail I'm like well I've obviously been not not been running the top right because this Bobby is <laughs> on the gas Bobby so, uh, Bobby Pierce running the top I yeah, can't imagine uh, the shocking I've, I've heard right? he's good at yeah it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, yeah he that's that's one thing that's cool like whenever you think you're doing something well there's somebody else is going to come and do it better nice. you know but the the trick is just to you know have a little faith that you can too you know so yeah. you see Bobby going up there and you're like oh wow the top's got a little bit more left in it you know so then I start if you look at the lap times I was like pretty close to lap times once I realized what the top actually had in it Mike got up in there because he's you know his crew guys probably told me it was coming up there and then top and but I don't know just one of those things is like coming to the checkered they were getting really close to lap cars and um and I was like man I'm gonna send this thing in there one time just like as hard you know hard as I possibly can you just on the off chance and all of a sudden there there's Bobby spinning out and you're like no way this is actually gonna work out <laughs> did, yeah. it, did it surprise it you on that last corner when they went to the bottom instead of being up on the top there no not necessarily because like from my view they were all kind of lined up around the top and it actually was like kind of had me boxed in a little bit even mm -hmm. though I wasn't like terribly close to them when I you know I was looking up they were all kind of lined up in the top which didn't really give me a whole lot of right. places to go but it forced them into a different part of the track and then just kind of it all worked out like I'm, that. I'm not gonna lie I was I was hooting and hollering when that happened I, you know, I can't repeat what I said but it was a it was oh <laughs> it was, my Lord. It was <laughs> amazing it was an amazing finish so, yeah, and I think awesome. that the and trophy you've got right, that trophy right, right behind you yeah, that's amazing get a shot of that one Kelly man that is something special yeah. Garrett when I seen you standing on top of that car firing them guns off it was just Classic. Yeah. I mean, it was just a, you know, a great win. Yeah. And then uh, Ken, uh, you and your wife, down there in Victory Lane. Uh, I mean, my gosh, it was just such a special night. Extremely, especially Gear's family all yeah. there. Yeah. And they came from Colorado, Michigan. I mean, all of his family from all over the country. It was, and it meant a lot to Garrett because that race he's been in every year since they've ever had it. So, oh, so for him to be able to do it in my car was, and and Beth had just gotten there. In fact, that she she was supposed to have been there the night before, and the flights got canceled. Okay. So she told Garrett, "You weren't meant to win that night anyhow." <laughs> says you're going to win when I'm here. So, uh, so, so he got cool. the job done. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, that was great. And you know, looking back, and and, and Shane mentioned it a, a, a little bit ago. Looking back at all of the races last year, and I think one of the things that, that I could see consistently building up is, and I think you touched on it, and you can expand on this a little bit, it was not only the races um, that you had good starting spots last year, but tell us a little bit about some of the ones, and you and I had talked about some of that mental toughness, but especially in the races where you didn't have a good starting spot, where you started deep in the field, and I can think of a handful right off the top of my head where you started deep in the field, and a lot of guys would have just been kind of cruising around out there, taking the paycheck and move on till tomorrow. But here's Garrett pounding it down and coming from you know 23rd, 24th, 25th up and running in the top five. Tell us a little bit about how you have changed as a driver and how, how that affects you or how you prepare for that. Well, I, I mean, honestly, a lot of it, like a huge part of that was um, we had an excellent car last year. Mm -hmm. You know, that car we kind of uh, affectionately called Dorothy. Just, I don't know, I, I've had one other car like it in the past. My first, like, my first full-on late model after the original one that we had with Dave, the first one that was like kind of a more modern car, um, that every now and then you get a car that just seems like it just wants to be in the front. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool time.
time when you get to have a car like that, and it's not, it's pretty rare. Um, so the car was a huge part of that. Like, I don't know, it seemed like I could goof it up like <laughs> terribly, and that car would still bail me out. Very but, cool. Um, but a lot of it too, um, I gotta blame my dad for because he was uh, kind of had a different upbringing problem than some drivers. Like, you know, I, I really wasn't a particularly competitive kid growing up. Um, my dad raced, and I always loved like the art and just the the whole show of racing um and my dad was like always a really uh i don't know just kind of like a passionate racer not necessarily like he, he he won races but um but he was it was always more about the you know the blessing of getting a race and like the putting on the show for the fans that was kind of the thing Very he preached cool. to us is like if you're you know, even if you're not going to win the race, at least try to be the guy putting the show on, you know. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. So, Very nice. Uh, something and about hey, that. you ended up uh, second in Lucas Oil MLRA points last year. Mm-hmm. Tony Jackson Jr. Uh, picked up the uh, championships. But, I mean, runner-up, that's not bad. You had a good that's, year. That's impressive. Yep. Yeah, no, we definitely set out at the beginning of the year to win it. Um, and uh, Tony just did a little bit better job than us the whole year right there. You know, we, we definitely – I think we caught our stride there the second half of the season and we had a lot of speed and um you know a lot of good finishes where we gained a lot of points right there at the end of the year but you know tony did an excellent job at the beginning of the year and and made up the points when it counted and um but you know for the second year in mlra we're really proud oh of, man you gotta be amazing. Like that, you know? that's amazing i'll tell you what when uh ken made the move from imca yeah you know all of a sudden you run you know lucas oil mlra I mean that—that's a jump. It, yeah. And can you seen people? Now I'm not going to mention any of the drivers' names because I'll get hate mail. But uh, <laughs> we've seen people in our area that have tried to make that jump, and they struggled, you know, adjusting to the different tire rules, the different motors, and all those things. Uh, I, I mean, what was your whole thought process about moving out of IMCA where you totally dominated yeah. and going up to the soil and running? Yeah. I, you know, it really goes back to my dad again. Um, he he, he kind of taught me to approach it like a puzzle. You know, don't don't act like or and don't be an expert at everything, okay. but to put all the right pieces together. And uh, Jer- Jeremiah Hurst and that team was was extremely talented, and we felt like we exhausted, frankly, everything we could locally. So it's like let's let's take it up a notch. So we all agreed. Let's try to have some fun and do th- do the open motor. And actually, uh, I, I I should mention Mike Humphrey. You know, Mike Humphrey oh, was a, a, an incredible piece to that puzzle, and, and for my dad and for me, you know, for, for many, many years. And that's how I got to meet Garrett. Well, Mike and I would, would talk very often, and my dad, and then when my dad passed away, Mike and I would almost talk every day or every other day. Well, um, and, and Garrett was working for Stuckey, and then Garrett had that same kind of knowledge about, because he ended up being the crew chief for Earl Pearson Jr., and, uh, and then when Mike passed away, Garrett became that guy for me. So oh, he nice. was that puzzle. But the thing that was unique about Garrett is he had the driving aspect. So there was some info that Garrett was sharing with me that was working. Well, then COVID hit and it delayed everything. And, um, and we're kind of all new to this open stuff. And um, I, I, I relied on Garrett quite heavily. And uh, I'll never forget, we went to Mississippi Thunder um, for the first time for for like three weeks in a row because you could race up there during COVID. We had never been there. It's a beautiful facility. And uh, we were terrible, terrible in hot laps. And um, and I had some ideas, but, but I called Garrett, Garrett and he helped me narrow them down. 
And I'll be darned, we went out there and ran third. And this is against Jimmy Mars, and, I mean, some of the, the biggest names in, wow. in late model. So anyhow, the third week after that, we're heading back home, and I've got, you know, I'm texting Garrett and thanking him for his advice and, hey, it worked again tonight type thing. <laughs> I, I don't think we left there once, probably any worse than six. Uh, and, uh, and Jeremiah just looked and he said, you know, we got that second car there. Why don't we just invite Garrett to come? And, and, uh, and that's kind of how it evolved. And uh, Garrett thought about it, we thought about it, and then we decided to give it a try. But, but, but um, it, it's, it goes back to that puzzle. So with Garrett's knowledge, he, he, he escalated our advancement in late model racing. Wow. And then with Jeremiah's uh, abilities, it just, we're just good at putting all the pieces together and, and, um, and went to tracks that we've never seen before and became really, really competitive. And, and I'll be darned, we, we won we won the first time ever in the history of late model racing. We won the Rookie of the Year, which was our goal. So we won the Rookie of the Year, and we won the National MLR A Lucas Oil. And and uh, I, I attribute it putting the puzzle together. Yeah, that's so. very cool. Wow. That's so you've ratcheted it up now. Now you're running Lucas Oil this year, and you got a brand new tow rig. Yeah. Man, I've seen pictures of that thing, Kenny. That is beautiful. And I want to ask you one question. You know, when you guys would hit a rough patch, I'd see everybody sitting around eating grilled cheese sandwiches. What's the story behind that? <laughs> well, it, like at Speed Weeks, the, the rules changed from from New Mexico to, with these droop rules, yeah. and we struggled. We struggled as a team in a car. We knew we would. So we had some very late nights sitting in that truck eating some <laughs> sandwiches, and uh, Ronnie Stuckey was with us. But but the the cool thing about it is um, we accept what we what we have, and what can we do to get better? And sometimes you got to get worse to get better. And like we've already raised now twenty five nights this year. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, it is. But when you have people like Garrett and Ronnie Stuckey, and and we're all talking and brainstorming and trying different things. We're, we're, we're really fast right now. We've, we've yeah. learned a lot. We're, we're looking forward to taking our notes now. And um, we're just trying to get better is what we're trying to do. And, and, and we still we also know, like Garrett touched on, it's a blessing that we're able to, to go do this at the level that we're doing it. And, um, and for us, a, a, a big piece to, to where we're at today is, is our new crew guy. We got a full-time guy in, in Justin Tharp, which again goes back to the puzzle. And, and it's fun. I mean, it's gelling. Uh, you get Ronnie Stuckey in the mix, and we're just having fun. And uh, cool. we're getting better. And, That's uh, very cool. But this is the top level. I mean, there, there isn't anything. This is just it. Uh, yeah. Lucas Oil is, is just a tremendous, tremendous series. Um, uh, the effort they put on. And you know, we'll be racing 80-plus nights probably in about 20 different states this year. And, wow. and it's all about trying to have fun. But, but we want to be competitive. We, we, we're, gonna, we're putting everything we have into it to be as competitive as we can. And okay. That's the best you can do. Yeah. You had the operations up in Dubuque. You moved them over here to the Illinois side of the river. Garrett, did you move down here to the Quad Cities then? Uh, well, we haven't yet. We're, we haven't um, yet. Okay. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, it was kind of, it was real sudden the way it came about. Um, you know, we had to get out of that uh, Dubuque shop really quick. And uh, the team, well, uh, me and Justin and my wife, we were actually in Shreveport whenever this all came about, getting ready for Speed Weeks, I think. And um, and so there wasn't a whole lot that we could do about it, but um, you know, we were, we still got an apartment there in Dubuque, and it's an awesome little place, and it's only an hour or so drive, and okay. you know, we're gonna be 
traveling a lot and um we just haven't gotten that far yet i guess Very cool. but i should yeah. mention like i really wanted to get things back closer to the hometown here sure and uh doug curlis reached out to me and and talk about a guy that's good for racing come on oh man. my goodness that guy is oh, yeah. else. him and, and his group of guys and uh he reached out to me and and uh, this is actually back in thanksgiving but I, you know i didn't want to i don't know entrench i guess and and uh uh, at the time, and, and then more I thought about it, I was like, man, it just, if that offer was still there, I'd like to at least go try it. So I texted him sure. and I said, yeah, bring it on. And so, so thank goodness for Doug Curlis. We, we're in a, a great place. We're close Beautiful to the shop. interstate. Oh, yeah. And with our, with our um, races now in our schedule, we're on the road so much, you know, we're just like, this is the first time these guys have been here for a week since November. <laughs> All right. So, so. And, and then we're about to hit the road again, and we'll be back just for a couple of days. So it really works out well, and, and we're grateful for people like Doug Curlis because even even if we weren't here, that guy's good for racing. He is without he is good for he racing. Is, he's really yeah. been good for racing. And, you know, his trucking business has been doing very well. And, you know, he shared that, uh, you know, those blessings he's got with the racing community. And yes. we need people like that uh, in racing. So it's nice to have uh, people like Doug that uh, you know are willing to help people out, and uh, you know, some people can. It might be a difference between you know them not racing and them racing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and because of him, there's going to be some more late models locally. Right. Yeah. So it's good. It's, it's a good thing. So. Hey, while you're in town, do you have a regular routine you go through? You eat Harris Pizza once, and then you go get <laughs> some made rights, and then get a weighty shake, or uh, have you introduced Garrett to any of those? special things we have oh yeah well whitey's is for sure yeah i brought a pizza last week so uh and we of course frank's has got to be a big player frank's too yeah my, well my frank's, dad raised yeah. figure eights afterwards we'd all everybody went everybody went to frank's pizza you i know? love that tradition i yeah. mean they used to have like a nice. hundred people down there and i remember uh they used to give away at uh the rock island county fairgrounds a free pizza to the first rollover of the night now we're talking about figure eights every night it's a two-car battle herschel roberts uh, Larry Armstrong, yeah. they're the king of figure eights. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you figured, hey, we're not going to win. My dad run about mid-pack, but I don't know what he would do to his car. He had a 53 Chevy then, but he'd go out and roll that thing and he'd race. <laughs> and he'd come up there just, you know, with his hands raising the air, hey, man, we're getting free pizza for the family tonight. <laughs> Knew he wasn't going to win, but he was going to roll that thing over and get free pizza from down at Frank's. And you'd go there after the races. And, I mean, as far as you could see, were pickup trucks, open trailers, and race cars. Yep. And it was just, you know, such uh, you know, when I go in there now, my mom and dad are gone, and I still, I still get that warm feeling like, hey, man, we had a lot of good times in this place. Oh, yeah, very much so. You mentioned open trailer. I'll never forget the story of my dad's. We had an open trailer for years. And I actually, I, I kind of miss those days uh, for sure. But we, we pulled into Oskaloosa, and uh, we, were, we were running with Ray, and uh, we parked between these two brand new toters, S&S you know, &S toters. And uh, one of the guys came over and says, you, you expect to compete with you know, these guys? And my, I'll never forget, my dad instantly turned to them and says, we don't race the truck and trailer. I love that. <laughs> you know what happened that night? We, that is good. That was a deer race, and we won by a straightaway. Nice. And the promoter tore us down and, and took our heads and everything. They were they swore because there was no way that we could go out and kick those guys' butts. And love we it. did. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Those are, those are, you know, the great memories that you still got about your dad. And I, yeah. You know, he was such a giving and caring person, you know. And, yeah. and he was a Christian man. And, you know, the Bible says in Luke 6, 38, 
given it shall be given unto you. So if you're kind-hearted and you're helping other people, which your dad was that way, you are still living off those blessings That's today right. Right. That, uh, of your dad helping other people. If I can also tell you, if you're evil, mean, and nasty, get out of your umbrella because, man, the storm is on the way. But your dad, you know, always had that good heart and always had, you know, a lot of positive things uh, going on in his life. And, you know, there's stories where he helped my brother out at uh, work and, uh, you know, helped us out. And there's some funny stories about him helping us and we didn't do what we were supposed to do. And, and he had to help us again. But he said, listen, you know, this time, do what I said. And we did. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just such a great guy. So, Garrett. Where do we go from here? Um, like racing, yeah. You got yeah, uh, you guys be heading out here pretty quick. Well, um, the next scheduled, <coughs> excuse me, the the next scheduled race is uh, Farmer City this weekend. Oh World yeah, Atlanta, which I'm really looking forward to. Farmer is probably one of my favorite tracks to drive around. Okay, it's just a unique, flowy track. It's got it's a like a very very odd lane and style that you got to race it, and I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, the weather stays away and. Um, but uh, if not, the next uh, Lucas weekend is um, is actually one that's going to be all new for for me uh, as a driver and all new for the team on the other on the <clears throat> you know just seeing it. Uh, it'll be Tyler County, West Virginia, sure. Hagerstown, Maryland, and Portsmouth. Wow, it'll be completely new. Port, uh, Port that's Port a swing. Yeah, nice. Got Port yeah. Royal's a big big half, half mile. mile. Hey, one mm -hmm. thing, uh, little housekeeping. I almost forgot. Got carried away talking to you guys. So uh, if you guys are watching this online, please like and share. Uh, share it, it helps us, it helps the show. Support who supports racing in the area, support Dunright TV. We couldn't do it without Dunright TV, so please smash That's the like so and share, um, and, and share it as much as possible. So. Now, Pat, you, yes, uh, you've always been a sprint car racing family. Yes, I have. And you know, I think your dad, if he knew what you were doing right now, he'd probably have you out in the woodshed, uh, behind the woodshed, <laughs> whipping you a bit. Pat bought a Rage Modified. Yes, uh, I did. Which shocked me. Because yeah. I love Modifieds. Yeah. I love late models, but I love Modifieds. Uh, Garrett, is there any advice you can give Pat? Because he's going from a sprint car yeah. to an open-wheel Modified. Well, let's get ready for some real racing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. I, I, love, I love all kinds of racing, but it's really cool to see uh, people try a different part of the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just, you know, back back to the schedule, there's just so much racing around here. Um, and, and we were talking about a schedule and the amount of races that we can do within a 60-mile race. A friend of mine asked uh, here a couple of weeks ago, you know, how often am I planning on racing? And that's something that, that I've never been able to just run unlimited because it's always been dictated by traveling. And I've been out on the road like you guys are now, and, and you have a schedule set out, but you still have the maximum amount of races. But being able to run you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and have your choice of places to run, it's almost unlimited. That and then all of the specials within driving distance, it's, it's impressive. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. That's I can't awesome. wait. But I'll tell you one thing that, that I wanted to, that really intrigued me about you, switch gears for a second, that I think really set you apart, that I, I, I want to make sure we touch on before we run out of time. I don't think most people realize that you were actually crew chief for EPJ. So that's completely different skill set, being the, the, the brains behind the operation, the setup guy, and also having that skill set to be able to drive. What, how, did you, how did you transition to a crew chief from, from a driver? From starting out as racing, how did you ac actually end up getting into crew chief duties? How did you segue into that? 
was uh, <clears throat> definitely pretty interesting. I worked for, um, you know, moved to Shreveport in 2014 and uh, worked for Ronnie Stuckey there at Black Diamond. Um, it was right when Black Diamond started, and it was just mm-hmm. kind of good timing for that. And um, so I worked for Ronnie, and uh, right about the time I moved there, got a ride there with that uh, children's uh, fishing and rental team mm-hmm. and uh, and run three good years with, uh, with those guys. We had a lot of fun. Um, but uh, right at the end of 2017, uh, Raymond Childers decided to shut the team down um, for various reasons, and, and uh, but the timing of it kind of left me in a tight spot where, and then that, that area was a little bit, you know, the open motor stuff was kind of dying down just a little bit, sure. um, and uh, the rides weren't super readily available, so it was like, you know, scrap around, maybe come up with something kind of, um, you know, on the edge of being competitive to just stay on the track or do I take my regional level of knowledge and racing and ability and maybe try to add some national um you know I always kind of had a had a thought that if if there was a way that you could like kind of jump across to that national level of knowledge somewhere in there that it might be worth doing a crew chief deal if it was for the right person right you know and I I there was only like a like a really small group of people that I thought that I could see myself working for if that was ever the case and I I never really wanted that to be the case I was always <laughs> I always wanted to be a driver you know um, but uh, right it was just the timing thing you know like very cool I was kind of in between you know having something to drive and then like right at that time Ryan Stuckey started up his house car team with Earl Pearson I was like man I think I could actually do that and uh, Earl's just the right kind of guy to that you know People love being around him. He's a national champion and mm-hmm. uh, just wins races. Super talented guy, and uh, and it just worked out, you know. Very cool, very cool. I've always been a big fan of EPJ. No kidding. Yeah. And uh, you know, when we look at the cars this year, these are both twenty-two black diamonds. Yes, sir. Brand new cars. <coughs> wow. Yes, sir. And yeah. so the one that you've been competing in is the one behind us. Mm-hmm. And is there a reason why when you build two new cars? Why you're in this one as opposed to that one, or you just well, like this car? Uh, well, this car is actually uh, only two races old. Um, the car that we ran at Vado and all through Speed Weeks is the car uh, behind it. Um, and uh, we built that car right at the end of last year. Got one race in. It's that fast time overall. The first laps that hit the racetrack, and you're like, okay, this thing's pretty good. Um, I didn't do a great job myself when we were on fourth that night in the feature, but the car had speed, so we're like, all right, this thing's good. So we get it out of Auto, and um, and had that great week there at Auto. Took it to Speed Weeks, and and had a lot of learning experiences, but the car still showed some speed there. Um, but uh, we had some moved some things around for me, like on the pedals and some of that stuff, comfort wise. Uh, compared to my last year's mm-hmm. car, uh, which I loved, and uh, it was kind of a sad day to set the other side of car, you know, the other <laughs> car aside. Um, but comfort-wise, we needed another one just like that, sure. just like the car we built at the beginning of the year. So we built that yeah. and uh, wanted to get some laps on it. And right out of the box, this thing's pretty fast. So we're like, well, we'll stay in it for a second. You know, you know <laughs> what though? So if anybody's paying any attention, you know what the single question that everybody's thinking? Because you mentioned it earlier. What are their names? They have to have names, right? <laughs> we had Dorothy. All right. so we I know. Names. You see, see <laughs> right? Shane caught it too. Yeah. Are you guys willing to share the names of them? Well, I've, I've thought about it a little bit. I'm not. Right. Um, not yet. Well, I'm thinking uh, the car we race Savato. I'm thinking kind of like uh, D Nice. I don't know. It's, nice. I don't know if you ever seen. 
college humor. What well, is a college humor skit? It was a skit where yeah. Denise, <laughs> yeah. Denise, Keen, but, Keen and Peele. Yeah, yeah. Keen, Keen, right. Keen and Peele. Yep. Yeah, so, Dean Ice. A.A. Yeah. Ron. Is the other one going to be A.A. Ron? No, no, I think I'm going to stick with the D's. I'm, I'm not right. sure, I'm not sure on this one, but I'm going to probably stick with the, the D's. Very cool. Very cool. You know, if I didn't ask that question, they dug me the whole way home. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, yeah, oh, I know they have names. I know they have names written somewhere. Yeah. So, Kenny, as uh, things wind down, uh, what do you see for the future of uh, Roberts Motorsports? You're going to run for this uh, rookie of the year this year. Uh, have you looked beyond this season yet, or are you just kind of staying focused on uh, the season at hand? That's a great question. I, I, I kind of see how this year goes and, and what kind of experiences. I, I love the challenges of new tracks. So this is going to present, I'd say, over a third of the tracks we've never seen or I've never seen. A couple of them I didn't know even existed. So I'm kind of excited about that part of it. Um, this year is also a learning curve for us. We, we know that and we realize that. Um, but we're real good at taking notes. So um, it, it would be exciting to follow it up because uh, I think it goes back to that puzzle as we're building that notebook, I think that could be our missing piece to, to okay. go into next season. Um, but, but it takes a lot to do this, you know, every day and on the road. And you can have, uh, have a lot of pieces. And I'd be remiss if we didn't at least mention, like, like Garrett's wife is a, a huge piece to this team. That girl, she makes all my guys work harder. <laughs> you know, everyone talks about this girl and Dennis Herb. You ought to be around with Danny because this girl, this girl, <laughs> there's nothing she can't do. And and uh, and we have a lot of people come in and help us, like Steve Purvis, Chris Smith, uh, Bill Nordine with Ag Nutrient. He comes, he was here yesterday, and him and his son Jay. And and it's people like that is the reason that we get to keep things at a top top level and top notch. <clears throat> so I, I'd like to follow it up, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not. Um, we'll kind of have to see how things go. And and um, you know the sponsors. If without sponsors, you can't do it. Right, you know, you right. just can't. Again, it's another piece of the puzzle, you know. Unfortunately, or fortunately, and and we've been very blessed, and um, we're very fortunate if we can maintain that. You know, I, I love racing; it's it's in my blood, and and um, so I'd like to see it continue. But but it, it's not. You know, we're going after the rookie. I like being associated with Lucas Oil. I I do think they are the premier. They're just a class act. And I like being associated with them. Um, and um, but but it's not critical to me that I that I have to be on the road racing all over the nation. Yeah, I just want to be competitive and have fun. Yeah. Do you guys do you have any races? And I can ask this both of you. Do you have any races circled where they're, they're your dream races where you want to win that race? I'd say Wheatland, Missouri is is pretty high on the list. That place nice. is premier. Nice. Um, that would be pretty cool. I'm really, really looking forward to Farmer City. Now, we've won there before, but this particular race, we, we introduced two new cars last year, and we were pathetic. Um, <laughs> but this group rule, we're starting to figure out, so I can't wait to get back there to uh, to see how things, uh, um, I guess, that'll end up. As far as um, particular races, uh, Wheatland is pretty cool. Um, hmm. I'll have to think about that for a minute. I'd definitely, like definitely like to win at Fairbury. Yeah, Fairbury. Oh, yeah. Nice. that's a marquee one. Yeah. I it's thought we were going to get one last year when yeah. we passed Kyle Larson, and then we got a wheel yeah. back on mud. But. Hey, so uh, for the fans that are out there that don't know, they hear you say group rule. Can you kind of explain to them what well, the Garrett, group rule is? It, it's definitely a rule I wasn't crazy about, uh, but I am now. I think it's great. But um, 
Uh, actually, Garrett might be able to describe a little better, but basically yeah. World of Outlaws, they had this, this rule on the droop, and now pretty much all the sanctions have agreed, plus they, they fine-tuned a little further where both tires have to come up. But, um, but with at least our cars, it, it really it, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. it, it, it does, and I think, frankly, I think that's why you don't see like a Bloomquist doing very well in World of Outlaws anymore. You know, it just it just changes everything. But thank goodness with Garrett's background and Stucky, and, and we didn't give up. Now we're starting to get it figured out. But as far as particulars, Garrett would be able to tell you more of the specifics. Wilp, let me ask you, uh, do we have any of the people that are watching out there tonight that have been asking any questions online? Nothing that we need to cover. Okay. All right. And there we go. Thank you for And Kelly, the big boss man, comes in. And let's see. So while, while we're yeah, here we go. While we're looking for comments, uh, so Garrett, on that, how has it made it easier? While we're on the, the the topic of the droop rule, has that made it easier with that droop rule consistency to transition from World of Outlaw to Lucas Oil and back and forth, or is it? Is it still as challenging to to switch from one organization to another? Well, that's that's kind of what I'm hoping. So is that uh, we haven't raced World Outlaws race yet this year. Um, last year it was a huge struggle. You know, we we got to where whenever you could run, it's not necessarily open droop limiter. The the chain limiter uh, device on the car seems to make a really big difference to the handling and how much travel that that chain limiter has. You mm -hmm. know, from when that become chain becomes taut to to you know full travel the you know the rate that it that climbs as it goes through there uh it all like it just has a massive influence on the whole car's handling and whenever we had a pretty good package you know going sec especially the second half of the year with the amount of travel and that limiter and all, everything sure. that was going on well then we go run a world outlaws race and then you you run a tiny <laughs> little margin on this little puck and it they're you wouldn't think that would change a whole race car that much, but it kind of really Did does. Did it feel like it like kept the left rear down, or or what would it do? What would be the difference? Well, I think the the tough thing is like your, you know, you have a the car has a total amount of travel in the left rear, like a total potential travel. It doesn't make it every time, every corner, mm -hmm. and every condition, but it needs to have a, you know, when a car is balanced in a with a total possible travel. You, you feel like you need to get it there again. Sure. And so when you do get it there, when you only have this much travel, it goes there and then it stays higher than it did before. Makes sense. So that, or, or at least that's kind of, you know, feels like what I've learned a little bit. Um, well, that's, and it that's a great changed, way to explain it. Changes the balance a lot. Hey, we got Terry Stock. He's watching us from Mesa, Arizona. And he says, hi. Uh, Gary Miller says, my brother raced against Herschel. Oh, wow. So that uh, is pretty cool. Mike Tilly, hey guys, great team, always fun to be around, and customers of us at IRS. Don't know what IRS is, but yeah, I know Mike I Tilly. Supply. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah, I was cool. going to say, oh. oh. Great people. Right. Yeah. Gary Miller uh, watching from Davenport, Iowa. We've got uh, Vicki Sims Lacey watching from Michigan. Says hello. Kim Kincaid, Galesburg, Illinois. Uh, Jeff Hunter, uh-oh, my mom's watching. Uh, <laughs> Pam Ostrand, Ken, I'll never forget last year, the last year Ray won at Boone, and your dad was in the suite with us girls, and we gave him a couple of beers, and he said, don't tell Betty. <laughs> and us girls said, we won't, let's party on. So priceless uh, memory there. And then uh, Garrett, Kathy Sims Albertson, is that mom? That's mom, yep. All right. <laughs> 
she's watching too. So I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to some of the people that are uh, texting in and uh, saying they're watching the show and enjoying themselves. And hey, we're having a lot of fun here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So Pat, love it. Yeah, love it. Now, now that you got that oatmeal modified, are you going to be burning up Ken's phone or burning <laughs> up Garrett's phone, saying, "Hey, yeah. you know, I, I'm used to working with torsion tubes, and now we got all these bars under the back of this thing." What? Oh, trust me. What do you think I was? I was over here taking notes, drilling. Like yeah, talking. No, that's yeah. Why I, I, I cornered Tell Garrett about for this. the half hour beforehand. <laughs> said, "Hey, you know what? In the heck am I in for?" So. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited about it, and I was looking, you know, I had considered getting into late model racing, and, and I'm glad I, I transitioning into modifieds, and I can't wait for the summer, can't wait for it to get started, I'm looking forward to it, it'll be fun. Yeah, be a lot of fun, and you'll be back uh, with us, you know, at Davenport Speedway, we've got a Lucas Oil show uh, this season, I always look forward to that, and Garrett, I, one of the things that I just want to bring up, last year you jumped the cushion at Davenport, uh, you go for a ride there, and we've got you on the big screen so I can see everything that's going on. And you jump out of that car and you were smiling. <laughs> well, it was, I mean, it was probably uh, uh, happy that uh, <laughs> everything's still attached. And it was all that looked like a sprint car crash is what that looked like. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty heavy to It crash. was pretty wicked. Boy, Pat and I just kind of looked at each other up there in the announcer's booth. And yeah. I thought, my, oh, my. But, uh, you know, thank God you're back stronger than ever this yep. year. Uh, yeah, as things wind down, you got any closing comments or Anybody you'd like to uh, thank out there? Uh, well, definitely it's um, kind of the whole, like the feel that I got right now is pretty much just uh, humbled by, you know, the amount of support that we have. This team has just got just incredible people around us. Um, you know, Ronnie Stuckey, Black Diamond Race Cars, uh, or Ronnie and Terry Stuckey over there, Black Diamond Race Cars, they've put a lot into our team. And, um, and Justin Tharp's been a huge part of this team and uh, been a blast racing with him. Um, big thanks to my wife, Danny. Uh, she puts up with all, <laughs> all my BS. And, uh, and, you know, just really, you know, it's just really a, a great, like, centerpiece, I feel like, of, uh, of my life uh, as far as, like, on this earth anyways. You know, just, um, yeah, she's, she gives me a lot of strength and is always backing me up, and uh, I really appreciate her. And... Uh, and Ken taking a chance on a goofy kid from New Mexico to <laughs> drive us to Lake Molly, you know, it's uh, amazing. No, it's just it's really awesome. Yeah, and uh, I've always wanted to race Lucas Oil. It's always been a dream of mine, and and uh, now that we're here getting to do it, doesn't really necessarily seem real, but you know, it's just keep your head down and stay after it. If well, we I'm sure you'll give do Garrett a minute, maybe you could talk about the sponsors because without yeah. them, we couldn't That's do right. this. Oh yeah, right. I see yeah, nutrient ag solutions yeah. on the uh, nose piece. Yep. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about sponsors. Who who are some of the people we want to make sure that we thank we bring up on the show? Yeah, um, and we just we've been super blessed with uh, with people that were with Ken before um, that uh, you know stuck around and uh, decided to you know keep supporting the team. Uh, Done right TV for sure uh, has been a part of their team. Um, Lucas Oil came on board with us. Um, I think uh, last year, or 2020 actually mm -hmm. came on board with us, and that was a, really an honor to be. Uh, have Lucas Oil in the car and be able to represent them, uh, especially when we race their series. And then uh, uh, Starved Rock Wood Products came on board Very this cool. year, and uh, so that's really cool. And then um, Nutrient Ag has been a big part of the team for the last couple of years, and uh, Bill is awesome. He comes to the races and throws wheels and tires and stuff <laughs> and has a good time, so it's really awesome to have him with us. And uh, Sea Valley Transportation has been a big part of our team the last couple of years, and it's really cool because they're uh, a local 
business to, to my area right there in Las Cruces. Yeah. Uh, you know, a really successful trucking company. It's been really cool to represent them. And, and Royal Jones and those guys have done a, a ton for racing, especially in that area. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's really cool to be a part of that. Um, and then, uh, let's see, we got... Uh, the Bill's Sports Shop uh, yep. has yeah. helped us out a bunch. Sunoco is new to us this year, and we're yep. super proud to represent them. Uh, they've been a very big big part of what we're doing in this season. And uh, Roamers has been with us. Uh, oh, oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you talk about a it's great guy. Driver, I mean, yeah. he, he's been a, a rock for us, as well as Winstein Kavinsky of Wallace, the wow. union attorneys. They go back with my dad, they probably way back. I don't know, 25, 30 years, yeah. Uh, yeah. been part of what we're doing. So it's just special to be able to keep doing that. Uh, RCS yes. Union Software uh, has still been a big part of what we're doing and uh, and, and sending the message uh, all across the country. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We were in Florida and some of the clients came up and they, they couldn't believe we were in racing. They wanted to take pictures and get autographs. And it was just, it was just a really cool environment to be Very part cool. of. Well, I tell you what. So people watching if they wanted to get 5018 roberts racing garrett albertson swag where would they go to find that um well you, i think you can get it at uh my website right uh, garrett albertson uh com i believe yep and then um, MF, yes, uh, right uh, yeah the bbf back. merch yep. there you go Very yeah cool. bbf merch is actually uh, my brother-in-law and uh, my Very sister cool. are uh are kind of heading that up and it's nice. really cool to get to do that with them and uh and what's what's that website bbf yeah bbfmerch.com excellent and yeah. uh we're excellent. we're working on getting some new shirts we uh we mostly had wild west shootout stuff nice. uh to begin with we we're just kind of getting started with it um so a little bit of limited stuff at the moment but we're we're working on getting some stuff that's got the new car design on it and stuff like that Very so cool. yeah we're looking forward to that vicky cool. sims lacy Ask Garrett if he thinks he's faster than his uncle Greg. <laughs> so that sounds like be, an inside story. I don't know if anybody. I, I, yeah. I don't, don't want to get into that. Huh? Fast as uncle Greg. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love it. That's all uh, right. Well, hey. Uh, finally, the Jesus saves on the side of this. I yeah. love it. I'm a Christian man. You know, I know uh, Ken and his family are uh, Christians. Yeah. Garrett, you're also a born again Christian. Sir. Sure. sure. And so that uh, it's important to me. I remember. Jan Opperman back in the day driving the Speedway Motors number 4X, which I love that car. Pat knows me. I've got die cast and all that stuff. But he had on the front hood of that Spirit of Truth. That's right. And so I remember, uh, you know, asking my dad, hey, Spirit of Truth, what's that? Well, that's the Holy Spirit, son. And it kind of developed this whole conversation that kind of led me to go into church more because, hey, here's a cool race guy that's got something about uh, Jesus Christ on his car. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, you know, it's it's just a wonderful thing to see it on your car too. It it just makes me smiling. I know Herschel's smiling having Without that on the car. Yeah, no, it's it's important to have on the car. Um, yeah, it's just you know, you know, the Lord is the the center of of everything that we get to do. You know, it's just a, a blessing, huge blessing, and to have um, to have something that you can uh, always fall back on. You know, that you know is that you know is true center, you know, that's, that's hugely nice. important. So. Yeah. Well said. I like that. Well, you know, he says, uh, keep your eyes focused on Christ and he will make all your pathways straight. So I think you guys have had your eyes focused on Christ. Your pathways are straight. You know, it brought you and Ken together. You got a beautiful thing going here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Pat and I were really looking forward to watching you run this year, whether it's on Flow Racing or wherever it's at. And now 
Pat's race shop is right down the street. That's right. So we don't yeah. have to come too far. You come up here and check things yeah. out. That's right. Yeah, yes. that's nice. right. Looking forward to it. All right. Remember, Looking next week we're going to be out at the uh, Morris uh, Race Shop out McCausland, Iowa. Jeff Morris, we're going to be looking at some uh, Harris Modifieds. And Jake Morris, young Jake, is going to be back behind the wheel of an open wheel modified this year. So please uh, like and share like Pat said. We hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, we want to thank Doug Curlis for letting us come into this beautiful building here. Absolutely. We want to thank Dunright TV for uh, letting us have this show, Pat, because we have a lot of fun here. We want to thank Ken Roberts, Beth. We want to thank Garrett and your wife's name again? Uh, Nanny. Nanny, okay, Nanny. I like that. All right, I'll have to meet her. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just been such a pleasure, and I was so excited looking forward to this show tonight, and I, I'm just excited looking forward to where this whole team is going and what great hikes you're going to hit. So don't let us down, Garrett. All right? A lot of heat, a lot of pressure on you. All right. Well. And so on, on the show, Shane, one thing I wanted to point out. So we're here every Monday. Every Monday night. At what time? 7 to 8 o'clock. 7 to 8 o'clock live. Yes. Excellent. And I think we talked a little bit. We're going to be hopefully out and about a little bit more and, yeah. and, and doing some more live shows like this. Go out in the race shops. Yeah. We still got Love the studio it. that uh, Kelly's got over on Locust Street in Davenport, Iowa. And it's a beautiful just, studio. You know, uh, first class, top notch studio. We're blessed to have that. And then we're going to be out in the shops doing more of this right here. Uh, you know, I just think it's cool that I had a lot of race fans say, hey, go out in the shop, you know, show us what it's all about. Better back, right. uh, man. That's that right. thing is better than this. You know, I got to tell you, I, I love black cars and I love the green, and and I love that car. And then you know, and I built you know a slot car that looks just like your car yeah. from last year. And man, when you changed it up this year, I thought, wow, that blue and white is so easy to see on the racetrack. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then that uh, fluorescent number on there, I mean, uh, I mean, great colors. You guys really. Knocked out of the ballpark this year with the uh, paint scheme on that car. So we'll uh, see you again next Monday night, 7 o'clock. Tune in to Dunright TV. And this is your host, Shane Davis, saying God bless each and every one of you race fans out there. And Pat, closing words? You know what? I'm, I'm super happy to kick off Season 2. Uh, couldn't be happier to be back. and look forward to keeping this rolling, buddy. All right. We'll see you soon. Good night.